Welcome back to another episode of the Wildlife Podcast with me, Tom Wiles. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing why you aren't seeing improvements or seeing as much progress as you would like to in the gym. So without further ado, let's dive in. And we're going to be starting with something that I wish I started as soon as I stepped foot into the gym. And that is logging and tracking my sessions. It is the most simple and effective way of tracking your progress. Because if you track each session over the days, over the weeks, over the months, you can literally just look back over your past couple months, flip back the pages, look at all the workouts that you've done, and you can see, oh, this week I did a back squat of 100. Four weeks before that, or however long you've been tracking, you look back and you were doing three sets of six reps at 90 and now you're doing three sets or four sets of six at 100 and that's just an example of what I'm trying to get at it's looking back recording everything that you've done session in session out and then looking back on it and be like oh my god I used to be there and now I'm here it's one of the simplest ways of being able to see improvements or see where you're kind of falling short and therefore you adjust your training to suit your your weaknesses to turn them into strengths so it's positive to see how far you've progressed but it's also an area that you can see where you're slacking therefore need to work that little bit harder now there are multiple ways that you can track and log your sessions i've gone through a fair share of them myself And I can honestly say that some work really well, some work with certain programs, and then others just do not work at all. But at the end of the day, it all depends on your preferences and what works for you as as a person. For me, I found one way to finally track my sessions and make it as simple as possible, especially with all the running and the weights and the cycling and the swimming that I've been doing, I've been able to just use a notebook. And after every session, especially with runs and the bikes, I just look on my kind of fitness tracker or fitness app that I've used for the cardio session. And I go like, okay, I've just done 50 minutes on the bike and I've traveled this far or I've done this kind of session where I was like running for a little bit and then I did one minute intervals like high intensity and then zone two then zone four and zone two on and off and I can be like okay I did that I got this far and this is how I felt and then also with my weight sessions the week before I start the 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 training week I look at it I look at the previous week and I go okay that's going to be the same session I'm going to do on Monday but I'm just going to slightly tweak the weights so that I'm putting myself under more intensity or I'm going to slightly tweak the the reps so that it, I have more volume and I'm getting used to working for a little bit longer, putting my muscles under stress. And therefore, having a previous week that you've tracked makes it so much easier the following week that you can just copy over that program or that session and just slightly tweak the weights, slightly tweak the reps or sets, 
and then you're good to go for the next week. But there may be a question like, what do you do when it's your first week and like you don't know what program you're going to do? My honest answer right now is think about what you've been doing in the gym and write down those exercises or think about what focus you want for this program. Write down a few of those exercises onto the paper and then go from there and then be like, okay, I'm going to hit this weight. Oh, it felt easy that week. I'm going to write a little note, move smoothly, move move easily. So next week I'm going to go like, okay, I'll do the same reps and sets, but maybe just at a slightly higher weight. So it's that little bit more intense. And that's where progressive overload comes in. And I will be discussing that in a later episode on this podcast. So writing down and tracking your sessions in a notebook has worked for me. But when I was doing this one program, the 531 program uh, for strength that I've spoken about already, I use an Excel spreadsheet because I did the calculations, I did all of that, put it into the spreadsheet, then just put one number into, into one block. And then for four weeks, it just filled out all the weights in each of the session each week for the back squats, deadlifts, bench press, front squats, for any exercise that I was focusing my full strength on. It just put it all through and I didn't even have to think about programming or writing anything down for the next four weeks. I just opened my phone, look, okay, I've got this weight, that weight and that weight to just put on the bar, have the rest, tick it off, and then I can move on to the next exercise. So for some programs, maybe using a spreadsheet and having it on your phone is better uh, than having a notebook. But when I was using my phone, I found that I was having longer breaks. I was getting distracted more. There was no proper real intensity other than in those three sets that I was doing my strength blocks for. The rest of them, I was just like dilly-dallying, messaging my mates and just not really focusing on the gym, which isn't great. So using a phone to keep keep like logging your training is good, but it does come with its disadvantages. Moving on to point number two, and this is quite a big one for everyone and this will work literally for everyone unless you're a freak of nature and that is recovery no matter what type of recovery it is any sort of recovery is better than no recovery at all and there are areas that in my own in my own personal experience i need to get better at and i will hold my hand up my sleep schedule is absolutely shocking and it is a shit show like some nights especially over the past year i've been getting like four to six hours sleep at most other nights when i've felt actually amazing in the morning is when i've been getting that seven hours six to seven hours sleep and i know that some people probably need more and probably when i get older i am going to be needing more of seven to eight hours to fully allow my muscles to recover, rebuild and repair from all the damage that I've done during my weights and my cardio sessions. So having that 
extra hour sleep or extra half an hour sleep is actually beneficial for you to have a really good training session the next day or the following day after that. But recovery isn't just sleeping. It's also eating. It's also what you're doing on your rest days to ensure that you're getting the most out of them. Now, I take my rest days very seriously, like if not even more serious than my actual training days, because those are the times where I may not be doing anything, but I still need to look after my body to ensure that when I do start my next day of training, I'm not stiff. I'm not like my whole body's not aching. So rest days need to be as important as your working days. So you still need to move around, still stay limber. So do like mobility, flexibility, go on for walks or do a little bike ride outside or a little like a little light jog just to keep the blood the blood moving the body moving get some fresh air into you and then also even though you're not moving weights or moving as much as you would do on your working days you still need to fuel your body right because i've had days where i've completely forgotten to eat because i was just out all day and having a rest day kind of thing with like just chilling with mates and then I come to training the next day and I'm just like, I'm just not feeling as strong as I was last week or the previous session. And I'm just like, this just isn't going to hit the same levels as I was. And then eating is also a huge part of recovery because if you're not eating enough, your muscles aren't going to be able to get enough protein, get enough carbs to be able to repair and rebuild your muscles and restore the energy that will be needed for throughout the remainder of the day and also to get you into that session for the next day. Because if you're training on an empty stomach or training on little to no food, you're just not going to be as fueled, as prepared as you are if you've had some pre-workout or, or pre-snack workout or some food beforehand at the beginning of the day. So eating is really important for recovery as well as smashing your training session. And the final point on recovery is taking a deload week. I'll discuss this more and go into more depth in another episode, but taking a deload week every now and then to reduce the stress on your body will mean that when you come back into training, your body has got the recovery that it's needed so that when the new block starts, you'll be back firing on all cylinders. So yes, training is good to see improvements, but if your recovery isn't up to par or even higher than your training, you're not going to see your improvements as fast as you want them to come. And finally, point number three, changing your plan too often or not enough. For me, when I just started the gym and I didn't feel something was working straight away, I ha hold my hand up and I say, I genuinely just changed my whole program because I didn't feel like it was working. And that was after like two or three weeks. And as some people know, in order to see adaptations and improvements from a program, you need to be doing it for at least 
six to eight weeks, probably even longer, to see some serious improvements, maybe even 12 weeks, which is why now, after a, quite a lot of research around like the past four years, I've looked into what the optimum amount of kind of training program or training block should be. And that's why now I tailor them to be four to eight weeks as as a minimum. Um, when I was doing one program, 531, I love the program. It's so simple, so well set out that it actually plans a deload week for you every fourth week. And I was like, it's worked wonders. So I was like, you know what? What's the harm of doing it back to back so that I have eight weeks of a solid block with two deload weeks and then testing week at the end of that? So I have a nine week block all laid out for me. All I have to do is just put in the work, show up on testing day and hopefully hit and hope for new PRs. So once I learned that, I was seeing improvements completely like changing how i trained and not going like oh this isn't working anymore i'm going to do something new but sticking to the plan for eight 12 weeks really increased my performance in the gym and especially on the field but then there's the other side of the spectrum where you don't change it enough and then all of a sudden you're hitting plateaus and you're like, well, I'm doing the exact same thing that's got me so many improvements that why what, why am I all of a sudden my performance is dropping or it's just been halted in its track? And this is because you've worked for so long on a selection or a small snippet of that movement that there are probably going to be weaknesses in that movement that you probably don't even know of just yet until you start working on it and changing your program to tailor to see where your weaknesses are. For me, I know as a tall person at the bottom of the squat, I'm going to really struggle in the mid part area or the coming out of the bottom of the squat into the mid part area. I'm really going to struggle in that kind of drive through unless I work on it. So I may have been doing a squat program for eight weeks, but after I may start hitting a plateau and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? With my knowledge, I know that I can do bottom up squats where I start in the bottom position and stand up and I'm driving through that kind of range of motion that I know is a weakness of mine and therefore turning it into a strength so that when I restart a squat cycle or a strength cycle, my squat is actually going to be better because I broke it down into smaller parts and not just continuously doing the same program on repeat every like 16 for 20 weeks and not seeing improvements. So changing your plan too often or changing your plan not enough will cause you to not, not really see improvements that you want to see. So just bear that in mind that you can overdo it as well as underdoing it. I hope this episode has been helpful and it shows what you do on the outside of the gym has a serious effect on your performance inside the gym. And maybe it changes 
how you attack your programming and how you attack your training as well. So I'm going to leave you with this. Look for the one to two percenters that other people aren't doing so that you can get ahead of the game. And remember to have a good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in a bit.